Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Blue Ink Show. You are joined by myself, Jack Taylor, and as always, my co-host, Lex. Oh, what the f*** is your surname? It's, we don't need to broach it. It's Arm Chips, actually. That's my surname. Uh, Lex, I'm joined by my co-host, Lex Arm Chips. Yep. That's, uh, that's what it is. So, let's do it. Um, how, how, how are you? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm tired. Really? It's been, we all know it's been rosy, so. Everything's been rosy. Everything has been rosy. Um, how rosy? Not quite rose gold rosy, more new blush gold rosy, so half and blush half. Blush gold. Yeah. That's what I refer to it as these days. The blush gold. Yeah. I just call it the 2017 gold. I guess, yeah. Yeah, that's fine as well. Or the gold introduced on iPhone 8. That's a bit of a mouthful. Blush gold is arguably more poignant. <laughs> <laughs> and kind of fits in with gold and rose gold and yeah. space grey. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Let's do some follow-up. Let's do some follow-up. Uh, okay. Well, the first thing on the follow-up is pencil on top. Pencil on top. That's how you like it. Pencil on top. Um I have been using the iPad Pro since the 10th of November, and uh, I freaking love how the Apple Pencil chills on top. Yeah. It's more than storage, it's a home. It's a home. <laughs> it's a home for the pencil. So peaceful. Yeah, it looks so peaceful just sitting up there. I don't think sitting is the adjective that you were using. Sorry, the verb even. Oh, it's floating. <laughs> yeah, floating. It looks yeah. like it's floating. I love it. I love how it just sort of chills up there like i've always thought of it as oh look now it magnetically attaches to the side so it's got somewhere to go arguably the best thing apple have done this year is the apple pencil too yeah nail not not even the pencil in general just where it sits it's so cool it just hangs out up there i i did yeah it really hit me one day just looking at it and i just thought oh yeah it's 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 like it look well. It literally looks like it's balancing on top, and but obviously the magnet's holding it in place. But I think, yeah, I think it looks cool the way it's just hanging out up there, and uh, it's more than storage. It's a home. Yep, yep. It's kind of like the the pencil uh, case, the leather one they offered with the last pencil. That was like a sleeping bag, you know. That was for the homeless one that lives on the that street. That was when it was camping. That right? was when it was camping. <laughs> yeah. yeah, camping outside. Now it has a home. It's inside. Ugh. Um, it's but it's not. It's on the outside of the iPad. <laughs> it's on the inside socially. It's it's re- it's in the inner circle now. It's rubbing its magnets it's no, together. It's no longer just this periphery. It's integral. It's part of the ecosystem. Part, it's part of, the, of the experience. Try and find a bit of like, it, it's hard to find a bit of PR art and material that doesn't have the pencil with it. So, you know, the, the, again, this is just they're putting that back to us by the fact it has a home, no longer needs a sleeping bag. Perfect. I love it. Cool. Moving on to <laughs> follow up too. Also about the iPad Pro. Um, oh yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm. It's a very familiar sight for me to get the camera covered message like every time I pick up my iPad yeah. I thought when I saw this uh, between the keynote and release I'm like oh this is for idiots um, <laughs> well it turns out it's really damn useful <laughs> because every time I pick up my iPad it sticks out a little arrow to remind me that I'm holding it wrong 
And uh, yeah, otherwise, I, I mean, I'd make the connection, but it, it requires less thought on my part to just have a message pop up saying camera cover. And I'm like, oh yeah, lift your thumb, you idiot. Um, <laughs> then actually have to think about it. And because of the way I use my iPad, always in landscape, and I grip the sides with my thumbs. Yep, my left thumb is always chilling over the true depth camera. Yeah. And um, I'm really, I'm really thought it would just be worth pointing out that uh, it's not for idiots. It's for us, Lex. It's, it's for, for us. us. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I still don't have one yet. Soon, at some point soon. Um, it's December now. It is December now, yeah. Which also means it's Christmas, which means spending this much money on myself is still a selfish thing to do. <sighs> Lex, 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 the diehard fans need to know, how did Holly's birthday go? Uh, it was good. Yeah, it was good. Um, we didn't see Jack Black. We saw someone that looked a lot like Jack Black, actually. He, one thing I will say, he did a good Jack Black. <laughs> The accent was a bit weird sometimes, though. Holly actually compared him to Tim Cook. <laughs> Genuinely. So he sounded like he was from Alabama. Apparently. I didn't really pick that up, but... A- apple. You know, apple. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Otherwise, it was good. Tim's accent is lush. It is. It's so anti-Silicon Valley. It's amazing. <laughs> I rate Tim for getting in there. <laughs> yeah. If he can do it, anyone can. Um, exactly. It's good to know that ends that story arc. Um, okay, I mean, I was going to talk about our experience at the Apple Store, but fine. Oh, oh go on, go on. If you can make it even more relevant, do it. Uh, yeah, it was really good. Ben was great. That's it. So, so, okay. What did you look at in the Apple Store? Did you go in there? Yeah, I had a look reason? around. I saw the Mac Minis. Um, darker than I thought they would be from from one angle when I first walked up to them. They actually looked black. They looked the same color as the Mac the old dustbin Mac Pro that was next to it. And I say, oh, wow, it's still really? totally current. Um, but then I got up to it, and it was just the way the light was shining on it. Um, it's To me, it's, it's iMac Pro gray. It is. It is definitely iMac Pro gray. They, they had one actually next to it, and it was, yeah, totally iMac Pro gray, um, which is good. I'm just glad it's not a MacBook space gray, because that would be hard. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm fine with it. It looks totally fine. It's cool. Awesome. Yeah, no, I'm really, uh, I love the Mac Mini. Speaking yeah. of Max, shall we go back to follow-up? <laughs> Please, yes. Um, <laughs> the MacBook Air has removable... Well, the, the reason this isn't follow-up is because last last episode we talked about how the new MacBook Air has a serviceable battery. You can remove it without replacing the top case. Turns out a lot more of the top case components are serviceable. The speakers are removable. The USB-C ports and the 3.5mm audio jack, which is on the other side of the case to the USB ports, are all on separate uh, boards, so they're not on the main logic board. So if you have an issue with a port, you don't have to pay for a whole logic board replacement, you just pay for an I.O. replacement. So this is very cool. I mean, it to me, the way... I saw this was Apple have kept this design they wanted and were pushing for this really thin, gluey mess of a butterfly keyboard-led design. But they've addressed some of what people were criticizing in regards to repair and repairability. 
Um, so I think they've, they're starting to strike a balance. This laptop is by no means what some people were hoping in the sort of next generation, because obviously the current generation was introduced on the MacBook in 2015, went to the Pros in 16, and the Air in 18. I'm sure whatever gets updated next, I suspect the Pro with Face ID maybe, I think that'll be the first sort of push in the next direction. But the Air kind of feels like the peak of this design to me at the moment. Yeah, um... I mean, obviously, just with design in general, there is always this sliding scale between repairability forward slash obviously it being modular and it being slimline. You can't have both, to a degree, anyway, obviously. The more modular a, a device is, most time, time, nine times out of ten, it's going to be bigger because of it. So it's good that they've managed to sort of work within and make it give best of both worlds, I suppose. Yeah, <clears throat> but something that's not cool about the MacBook Air... <sighs> hmm. Yeah, you can go with this one. Yeah, I mean, it, it's something that uh, it has been picked up and it's kind of snowballed as it would because it's one of those things that will. Um, uh, uh, the, the 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 MacBook Air FaceTime camera. Um, in a nutshell, it's pretty bad. Uh, really, it's garbage. <laughs> a lot worse. It's worse than the one on the previous generation MacBook Air, which is really weird. I can, I would totally expect it to be the same. I wasn't expecting it to be any, to be any better, and I would have been fine with that, but the fact that it's worse, um, to the point where lots of people have thought that it's an actual issue with their Mac. Um, you yourself, actually, you almost booked one in for repair for this very thing. Um, yes. It's, it, 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 it's not great. To be honest, we we were testing it today. Actually, um, we had two side by side, an old one and uh, a new one, and we it, the difference is noticeable totally. And you would notice it even without having them side by side. It's not something you need a direct comparison for. You can tell. In the environment we were testing them, it was very bright lighting, and you could see very visible noise and fuzziness on my face on the 2018 yeah. model where the 2017 was all bright and lit up and i'd imagine and we saw that that side by side comparison of them in the actual dark i'd imagine this is near on unusable in the dark i must be i can't and any lighting bar perfect would be awful i mean it was bad today in in in, in an the environment brightest lighting bright, i know to the fact that that lighting gives me a headache it's so bright Exactly. So I I can't my uh, yeah it's is suckish. I guess it's cost cutting. Uh, something has got to be worse than the old one to keep that price point. I mean I know it's two hundred pound more, but there's more than two hundred pound worth of new stuff in there. And uh, Apple like to keep a profit margin once they've got it. So I'd imagine the FaceTime camera was just one of those things that they could cheap out on. And I bet there are things inside the Mac that are probably cheaped out on maybe some kind of like wi-fi modem or something i don't know but something you're not going to notice as much as a facetime camera which arguably lots of people aren't going to notice anyway so i think that's why they did it i don't think it's okay i don't get why we were saying like the imac pro comes with a 1080p camera okay to start with the imac pro costs five grand that should come <laughs> with a 4k facetime camera i don't care it should be able to do portrait mode, okay? Um, <laughs> yeah. And then all the other laptops should at least have 1080p, not this 480p nonsense. But this is just an even... This is just a step in the complete opposite direction. 480p. 
for on 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 the on the brink of 2019. <laughs> what? <laughs> like uh, there was a particular Reddit post which really caught my eye about it, um, and the guy was comparing it to his 2001 Logitech webcam. Oh Jesus! 2001. Wow, that ain't good. <laughs> and what was it's the, not good. What was the outcome? What was the? Uh... It was the same essentially. There was no they're, discernible they're literally difference. The same. Do you think Logitech had a few cameras to sell off? Who knows? Maybe. I'm trying to shift old stock from 18 years ago. Or maybe Apple bought them for like use in the iBook G3, and <laughs> the stock is just lying around because they never got they never got incorporated into it, and they're like, "Damn it, we need to use up this stock," so they put it in the new MacBook Air. It's like that iPhone carrier in uh, in, in South Korea finding all those iPhone 3GSs around. You know, it's the same thing. <laughs> Only I'd much Literally. rather have one of those than this FaceTime camera. I would rather have an, an iPhone 3GS had a 480p video camera. <laughs> so. done. Maybe this is just the same one. They've just, they found as well a bunch of 3GSs. And instead of do, selling do, do, them, do, do, do. With, with, with all of their new, <laughs> with all of their new spare parts recycling going into the MacBook Air, they oh, thought no. they'd recycle the FaceTime camera as well. So, <laughs> some old lady brought, a free GS into the Apple Give Back program. They put it through Liam and Daisy, and, <laughs> and yeah. along with the shards of iPad Pro, what could they, they do? With they, this? MacBook Air. They chucked it into a MacBook Air with the iPad Pro <laughs> remains. Oh, oh nice. God! Honestly, if I could, if I could, if I could either have a brand new MacBook Air out of the box now, or a brand new iPhone 3GS out of the box, I know which I would pick, and it wouldn't. I'd be choose the 3GS. Hundred percent. I would. I feel like I'd get more enjoyment out of that than than this new MacBook Air. Pristine 3GS. Ooh. Oh, I'd love it. That would be. Really I'm really nice. after a white 3G or 3GS. Yeah. At the moment, because they are so visibly different to anything else I have. What if and, it came uh, in blush gold? If it came in blush gold, you mean the 2017 gold used on a 2009 phone? <laughs> yeah. The blush gold. Blush, blush gold iPhone 3GS. That's the title of this episode. Is that what the the, the, the salsa dip you dip your arm chips into? Blush gold <laughs> blush dip. Gold, blush gold dip, yeah. <laughs> Is that the brand? Blush gold arm chips. They're golden crispy. I don't think... I don't own anything, actually, that is this new gold color. I mean, my, my watch, I suppose, but that's stainless steel, not aluminium, so it doesn't count. It's not blush gold. It's bronze. <laughs> it's gold finish. Um, okay, cool. With a bronze strap. Anywho. Shall we escape the realm, the, the fiery realm of the depths of the pit of follow-up? Should we ju- yeah, should we just stop talking about Max, actually? I don't think there was anything else about Max on our topic list. Uh... Apart from the non-time-sensitive stuff, which is back to kind of what we're talking about now-ish. Yeah, we'll get to the non-time-sensitive in January, so, uh, because it's non-time-sensitive... And nothing ever happens in January. Sometimes HomePods get released in February to liven up everyone's winter. Um, maybe, but... maybe, maybe next year will be air power. Shh, no, why did you say it? You're not allowed to talk about that on this show. I feel like, are we going to have a whole episode dedicated to it? It'll be the first thing we talk about in January, how it didn't happen this year. Oh, no. I literally just saw a thing pop up in my notification center on my iMac from... Um, Ming-Chi Kuo saying all new design AirPods in 2020 a wireless charging model in first quarter of 2019 um okay 
Oh, and 9to5Mac have literally just published a poll about the 2018 MacBook Air camera quality, so it's becoming even more of a thing. Oh, interesting. Wow, yeah, we I are see. on it. Yeah. We are, yeah. <laughs> the blueing show. On it. <laughs> We're so on it, in fact, that this episode is going to release in two days. That's how on it we are. Yep. But, I, I mean, my friend talked to me about it on... Uh, it must have been... I'd say Sunday. I think it was last Sunday, a week ago today. Wow, really ahead of the curve. Yeah, Yeah, she was on it. So when you brought it up to me last night, I kind of assumed that's what it was going to be, but I hadn't seen any reports until I looked into it after you mentioned it. I had seen something about it a couple days beforehand, maybe on Wednesday, but not any time before then. Interesting. All right, let's get away from the Mac. The Mac is stupid. Um, Yep. uh, Let's go on to the topic list. Wow, this one didn't see coming um, at all, No, in the slightest. Apple Music is coming to the Amazon Echo in the week of December 17th. That's all they've said. The week of December 17th. Um, wow, specific. Uh, but yeah, um, Apple Music is coming to the Echo. The obvious one this brings to mind is, does this mean HomePod is going to get Spotify and Amazon Music, because at this point, it's kind of just cringe if you're willing to license Apple Music out to a competitor, but not, like, okay, you're literally letting your customers buy into Amazon's ecosystem, but not letting people who are on the fence or thinking of moving to Apple buy into the HomePod ecosystem. It's a bit of a backward way around it. All I can think is if you remember, I don't think this is, we've actually put this in topic list because it doesn't really affect us over here, but in the US now, Apple and Amazon have struck a deal that Apple now sell first party through the Amazon, oh. through Amazon stores. If you, I don't Could know if, be a goodwill gesture. Exactly. Um, obviously, what Amazon have done is they've taken off all of the kind of sketchy third party refurbished resellers. They've all gone from Amazon, US this is. Um, so this may be Apple's goodwill gesture to Amazon. That's my thinking. To me, that suggests that potentially Amazon Music could come to the HomePod if they are chilling with each other. If they're getting in bed with each other, which is great because tech giants talking is nice, um, then that can only be a good thing most of the time. Yeah, I think I can... Having said that, Spotify's on Apple Watch now. But that's only because in WatchOS 5 they, they brought up the API for audio playback and streaming over cellular, things like that. Yeah. But I think... I can see Amazon Music coming to the HomePod before Spotify does. Definitely. Sure. I can see that now as well. Um, Spotify is a direct competitor. They want to destroy it. Not that HomePod sales are going to be how Apple <laughs> destroys <laughs> I don't think they're leading the way, to be honest. It's why it makes no sense. Sure, I can only see benefits for Apple to make these third-party platforms available on HomePod. Surely it's just going to mean they're going to sell more. Our, our next topic on the list is about the HomePod and its sales and how they're that not That was intentional. Brilliant. <laughs> good, good job. Impressed. I'm, I'm impressed. Um, but yeah, I'm, Apple Music is coming to the Echo in a couple of weeks. Um, obviously, Apple Music is, whether you remember or not, actually available on Android. Arguably, this is only mm. because Beats Music had a Android app and Apple Music was literally Beats Music rebranded. Um, and I think it just made sense to keep that app going. Why not? But it could be like Safari on Windows and eventually just drop off. I do see more and more people. I still see 
very few. But I do see more and more people actually using Apple Music on Android devices. Can't say I've ever seen it, actually. No, I've seen a couple and it's very weird because it is literally the same app as you get on iOS. It's got all these iOS design cues, but it's on a Pixel or a Galaxy Note. It's very strange. But it makes sense. They're not just in it for their users. They want to be the world's biggest music streaming platform. And they are getting there. And the rate they're growing, I think it will eventually overtake Spotify. I'm sure it will. Yeah. They need to get get it out there. And that's probably part of the reasoning behind bringing it to the Echo. So to summarize, I don't think it really does mean too much. But it is a sign that things are changing. It's definitely a step in the right direction. Um Obviously, Apple is renowned for their closed ecosystem, um, which is fine. You know, they they do they. Uh, but obviously, that has definitely affected the HomePod. Um, so hopefully, you know, for their sakes, maybe they have changed their mind a little bit. I'd hope so. I'd hope so. Um, okay, cool. Right, yeah, as you were saying, the next topic is HomePods and its sales. So this has been on the topic list since, I think, before... The 10R became a thing. I don't know. Let's have a have a look. Let's open the um. Let's open the hyperlink. Um, I think it was. It's been there for a little while. Yeah, October 22nd. Jeez. Mm, okay. Uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so all all these percentages are probably outdated a little bit. Maybe. Yeah, I'd imagine so. I mean, the the HomePod, uh, the market share of US smart speakers, uh, is four percent while the Amazon Echo is 23%. And then in between that, you have many Echo devices. You have the Google Home devices uh, with the Google Home at 8% and the Home Mini at 7%. Um, the Home Max is right down the bottom at 2% uh, because that is just a crappy HomePod. Um, Doesn't surprise me at all. But it's interesting that the Dot actually makes up less than the main echo that is interesting it does kind of surprise me but i'm trying to think of all the all the houses that i've been in that have smart assistants and they all actually have the echo i've, I've always assumed that the echo dot was the routine but lots of people have the echo no i think lots but it's amazing how many people i meet that confess to me that they listen to music on that echo and I'm just sitting here like, what? Yeah. What? Why would you do that? I I guess not everyone's an audiophile. I think the at the end of the day, the Amazon Echo's place is always in a kitchen. That's where I see them. It's always in a kitchen. And music in a kitchen, it's not somewhere where you're going to sit and listen and, you know, critique the, the highs and the lows and the troughs and the pitch of the speaker. You just want to distract yourself from cooking because sometimes it can be really boring. Um... And I guess that's what the Echo's for. I'd love to put a um, a HomePod in the kitchen, but I'd feel uncomfortable having that in the kitchen. I feel like it would get greasy, and I don't, I don't even know. Like, just ugh. I'm probably gonna put a Sonos One in there, which I feel like is I, is a good compromise. I am very much thinking of investing in a Sonos One. Um, I I keep thinking about it and then saying, but why not just get a HomePod or why not just get an Echo? But I do think. It kind of does make sense for me. I'm not. I I was thinking about it for my room, but no, I do think a HomePod would be would be better up there. Yes. Um, but especially in the kitchen. I mean, I have a lot of Sonos devices, so I'm not starting a new ecosystem. I have a few Echoes as well. Um, but above all, it would be perfect because it's Alexa. It's a good speaker. It fit in with my Sonos network. The only thing that 
bugs me is I've got literally an unused Play 1 that I have no purpose for. So buying a, a, um, a Sonos 1 kind of hurts a little. I mean, arguably you could just also put that in the kitchen and pair them and then you have a better sounding kitchen. Oh yeah, they do like a um, stereo pair, don't they? Totally. Interesting. Good shout. No, I'm I'm thinking about getting a um, a uh, Sonos One, but I bet I missed all the cool deals now. Um. Yeah. Probably. Well, actually, no. I just want to say I love to listen to podcasts in the kitchen, and that's why I want this. I want something in there. That would be that's, that would be such a good space for them as well. When I'm um. When I'm when I'm on my own and just in the kitchen and stuff, I usually get my Bluetooth speaker. But I'd love to just be able to. But then the the issue is I use Overcast for everything, and I I don't know how I how do you even listen to AirPlay Two? Oh yeah, okay. Everything's changed everything's now. Everything's changed. AirPlay yeah, Two. Yeah, they do AirPlay Two, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. And obviously because you can then use that as the bridge, so you can obviously just put that on if you want to put your Play One in there as well. Yeah. Yeah, but then I couldn't just... Then what's the point? Because then I can't just say, Alexa, Alexa, stop. Um, play <laughs> podcast from Overcast. I guess I could somehow figure out a Siri shortcut that could do it. I probably. Bet Alexa, go away. <laughs> you probably could, yeah. I don't, see, I don't see why not. I think it's doable. All right, let's head back to this. Um, it's, the HomePod is effectively the ninth most popular smart speaker in the U.S., um, is this good? Is this bad? Is this a problem? And what can Apple do to improve sales? Well, we've already mentioned that. I think getting third-party audio would be a brilliant start. Um, but also, I think... I don't... I got the impression they were reluctant to do it, but also rumours seem to suggest they're not. Is a cheaper one. Mm. I think a smaller, cheaper that, one. that is a big reason. Because at the end of the day, if you look at all the ones that the... the it's expensive. It is more expensive than all of these. Um, I can't remember how much the Max, uh, Google Home Max retails for. But I think it's about 300 Yeah, it's around that. It's around the same uh, the bracket there. And obviously, the Google Home Max has half the market share that the, the HomePod does anyway, so it's irrelevant. But if you go above that, the most expensive they get, they get is like 150 which is half the price of a HomePod. Um, they are expensive. And obviously, they sound amazing. They really do. And they are worth the money. But when you're competing with things that kind of do the same home assistant stuff and in some areas better, obviously there are pros and cons to all the home assistants and Siri is definitely better than the others at certain things. Um, the fact, Obviously the fact is you, you're never going to have the same market share that, I, that an Echo and the Echo Dot do purely because they are so much cheaper at the end of the day. Um, who knows? But I, I think I, it doesn't tell the whole story here, obviously. The HomePod is a lot more expensive and it is a lot better, but obviously in a market where everything else is so much cheaper, you know, it's going to have an impact for sure. We know how much better it is, but to most people, when you're weighing it up, I just... Who's going to go for the HomePod? <laughs> like... Yeah, unless you're super into the Apple ecosystem or you really, really enjoy good sound and if you really really enjoy good sound you probably already have a lot of speakers that are as good as the HomePod obviously not going to have that smart function um, but why would you then need a HomePod if you don't if you already have a good speaker and you just want a, a home assistant there are much cheaper options again um, so again it's a weird juxtaposition they're in 
me is it's a strange one. Um, and I do think I'm concerned because I love the HomePod. And I know I, everyone I know who's got one really loves them. But Apple are, or were good at neglecting products that didn't sell so well. Um, nowadays, it seems to be that Mac Mini, MacBook Air, apparently iPad Mini, they don't seem to care. They seem to put their resources in now. And they do keep sending out feedback surveys and stuff about HomePod. I'm, I'm just scared they're going to neglect it. But I don't think so. I think they want to make this right. I really hope they run with it. Um, and I think a smaller one would go a long way. It Arguably, it's not what they want to do. But I think, obviously, with everything that they are seeing, I think they kind of are coming to the realization that they might have to. Yeah, I think so. It's like how they're rumored to be bringing out an Apple TV stick. Um, to get the TV streaming service, the Apple TV streaming service, into as many homes as possible next year. And uh, I think it makes perfect sense. I don't know what chip it would have in there. It'd probably have um, something really basic in there, but it wouldn't be the full A10X of the TV 4K. It won't be able to run games. I bet it will... uh, It'd be funny to... Could be an S chip, perhaps. Yeah, I was thinking it's probably going to be... I was thinking off the top of my head, I was thinking of T chips for some reason, but you're you're spot on. It'll probably be an S chip. Probably an S Um, chip. It'll be closer to an... And I'd imagine, interface-wise, it would look like the current TVs, but functionality-wise, probably be closer to the old Apple TVs where you couldn't get new apps and things like that. It might be very locked in to just playing from the Apple TV streaming service. I don't know. We'd have to we'd have to see, and it could be dirt cheap, which would be cool. Yeah, I mean, obviously Apple TVs are great, and I really like mine, and I use it every day. Um, but to, to launch a streaming service with the entry into that costing you one hundred forty nine pounds in hardware is excessive. I don't think if if that was if that if that barrier of entry is still there, it might be difficult. I assume it will be available on iOS as well. I would assume so. I would assume so. And Mac OS, I'd expect. But they want it on people's TV sets. Yeah, they are totally. they are gunning for the next Game of Thrones, and they don't want people experiencing that, whatever it ends up being, on an iPhone. Next Game of Thrones, but with definitely less fornication by all accounts. I, I don't know. I keep seeing conflicting reports whether they want to go mature content or not. I, I used to hear they did, but now I've heard they want to keep it very clean, which I think will be their downfall. Yes. Unfortunately, at the end of the day, if you think of all these big blockbuster TV shows, none of them are very clean. No, no. And I don't think in 2018, having an offensive, explicit TV show should be something a company should be ashamed of or shy away from. It's called drama. It's (laughs) It's a great piece of TV that encapsulates what it's like to be human in a human life. There are lots of bad stuff that happens in people's lives, you know. Apple don't want to come across... they got to be careful not to come across as too PC and too kid-like. Um, and if their streaming service is just full of comedies and kids' shows where Amazon have, like, Mr. Robot and Netflix have, I don't know, Better Call Soul and things like that and House of Cards and Daredevil. Yeah. Like, it's... I'm... Yeah, and many others. they've got to be careful. I can see them royally f***ing up this streaming service. I, every time I hear about it... I, I'm, I must admit, I'm worried. I'm not worried. I don't think it will have a negative impact on the company, but I think they can... I think they might make fools of themselves. Yeah, I can fear it not being what I want it to be, is what I mean by that. Um, I'm, I'm concerned they're doing this based off the success of Apple Music, 
music was something Apple were very, very good at distributing beforehand. Yeah, I mean, you can look back at iTunes at the turn of the millennium. You know, they were first on that. Um, they were gods. Yeah, arguably Spotify kind of beat them to the punch as far as streaming goes, um, but or subscription services goes, but obviously that is changing. Um, but with TVs, it's a very... With subscription-based TV, it's a pretty saturated market. Um much more so than the music industry has been. I'd very much like to have an episode talking about the streaming service so we could round up some information about it yeah. and discuss. Because yeah. it is happening, and it's happening next year by all accounts. Yeah, we um, should, and we it's probably going to... It might be their, their service story of next year. So it's... um, And not many people know about it. Very few people are aware that Apple's about to launch a streaming service. And the best part is it's not even secret. Because in the TV and film industry, when deals are made, it's very much public. So there are all these announcements from like the, the film industry saying, Apple has signed a contract with so-and-so for this many a- episodes. Yeah. If you go ask Phil Schiller, he'll say, don't know what you're talking about. Don't know. We're not. We're not what, what? We don't talk about future products. But the industry they're going into is very open and it's so fascinating to watch that this is definitely a thing but apple won't even mention it until they get up on stage and talk about it and i've heard rumors of all sorts like a keynote in la um just around film and they would obviously invite different people um because when the watch first launched they very much invited a lot of fashion bloggers and things like that and from the fashion side of the media to come to the event rather than the normal tech press and i could see them literally inviting lots of film and tv critics to a keynote to unveil the streaming service it's going to be different very interesting for sure yeah yeah i'm 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 excited you know Uh, we'll see obviously what comes of it hopefully it's good yep that's for 2019 along with uh, arm chips and marzipan yeah, um, yeah, dipping your arm chips into your marzipan while watching the new Game of Thrones rated PG on rated your Apple PG. TV stick. Yes, might just maybe even you. To be honest, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Um, okay, cool. Let's move on to something else. Um, I'm very in- interested to go into the TV stuff, but we'll do that at some point. Um, okay, another topic that is Google related. Google. Uh, we spoke about Google briefly with the smart speakers. Google Night Sight is a feature of the Google Pixel 3, which debuted ages ago now. Uh, it was like the beginning of October, I believe, but that's how long it's been sitting on our topic list. <laughs> Night Sight uses AI to basically turn dark photos into light photos. And the results are just straight up mind blowing. They are genuinely black magic. It's incredible. They're so good. Google's AI is... So the problem is, lots of the comparisons I've been seeing, like this one on the Mac Rumors article, it has a picture of what's shot on the XS and one on the Pixel 3. Now, I I was going to argue that the XS shot they've got was probably deliberately the worst the XS could take, but I can really see the smart HDR kind of kicking in there with the yeah. background there. Yeah. But to me, the... The foreground is very underexposed. I don't think that is the best picture you could have taken on a XS. It does and seem bad, even for what I would expect. It seems worse than I would expect. Yeah. And then that picture of the taken on the Pixel 3, while it looks like straight-up daylight... It just looks it, like afternoon. It, yeah. 
it, but there is something wrong about it. Like, if you look at where the buildings meet the trees and stuff like that, it's just, you can tell that this isn't natural. Yeah. But, back to the argument of, do people want natural-looking photos or do people want good photos to put on Instagram, the answer is very much the latter. Yep. So, Google are on it. (laughs) Google are very much making the right choices, and Apple, to some extent, are reluctantly going down that route, like we saw it with the skin smoothing on the XS, which is still very much there. I think it was genuinely a bug beforehand, but they've consciously kept it there to an extent. And I think Apple are moving down this route of making your pictures nice, uh, but Google are completely devoted to that, and the results are smashing the competition. Yeah, it's really impressive stuff. Um, Hopefully, obviously, as far as machine learning goes, obviously all the iPhones these days, the processors, they have that wonderful um, neural engine in there, so they definitely have the power. Just hopefully they come up with something similar because it really does look good. I mean, obviously, yeah, as you're right, it doesn't quite look natural. Um, Even the one, if you scroll down, there's, there's, there's the fire extinguisher one. Again, it doesn't quite look right. Um, the shadows on the fire extinguisher doesn't seem to almost match up with the colours and the light that you've got on the wall behind it. Um, no, I, I agree. But the beauty of this sort of thing is I guess it can be addressed in software updates. Yeah, totally, totally. Because it's not a hardware thing. You can. This is all, you know, this is just the first release. You know, there will be many more and it will get better and better, um, which won't need you, means you won't need to buy a new phone. Um so just like Siri, it can get better and better from server-side updates, right? But they might actually do it. They might actually do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, some of these some of these pictures, like the ones like of the bench and the car, which mm. look like they were actually taken in the middle of the night. They do. They've yeah. become totally viewable, and it's yeah. fascinating. And I can't help escaping this feeling that Apple's smartphone cameras, while they are brilliant... They are very old school and analog. Totally, that's it. They're so analog. And I think maybe their experience with the 10R and how the benefits almost, the happy little accidents that it's gotten out of that, maybe will show them that, hold on a minute, we don't need many lenses on here. In the days where Samsung are putting ridiculous amounts of lenses on the back of their phones, Google has one and they can do all of this with it. It's really, really impressive. And no camera bump on... The Pixel 3 XL, I believe. Uh, I may be wrong. I couldn't <laughs> tell you. I literally, I picked one up and used it, but I, I, I genuinely couldn't tell you. I think there is. I know Joey's original Pixel didn't have one, but I'm, I think there I may think be one there is. It's small, no. but much smaller than it is on an iPhone these days. Yeah, but, but they've embraced it on the iPhone, and it's become a work of art. <laughs> it is. I mean, as far as camera bumps go, it's the best camera bump out there. It's pretty. It's straight up pretty. I have no problem with the camera bump. Oh, and an additional bit of follow-up. I was genuinely concerned about the camera bump on the 2018 iPad Pro. No, they're just so big that when you put them flat on a table, they don't even rock. They just... Really? It's not a problem. No, not at all. Fair enough. Fair enough. I haven't I haven't experienced a rocking issue at all. Interesting. What I will say is, um, you know, there's this craze that went around on social media with everyone putting their iPads on the sides of fridges... Uh, oh, that nonsense! Yeah, apparently that only works if the case is on it, because um, the camera bump stops it sticking, supposedly. Oh yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah. Who sticks their thousand-pound tablet, if not more, to a fridge? You know what? Do you know what that is? It's just you're missing out on an opportunity here. That is a smart fridge with freezer built in. 
Oh my goodness. So I could basically be like, stick your iPad to the fridge in, in a room that is usually surrounded with, with a hard floor of some kind, be it tiles <laughs> or just unfurnished. A kitchen usually has a very damaging floor lots for an of iOS steam, device. Of course, as well. Um, there's yeah, likely to be quite a bit of condensation in this room. Flour, grease. Yep, yep. You know, just stuff in the air. And I should just suggest to the people who use my app to stick there, invest in the new iPad Pro. First uh, which off, I haven't obviously. even actually updated for the, um, the screen sizes yet, but that is coming <laughs> in Freezer 2.1. Uh, that is, is, is very much a thing because Xcode made that super easy because Apple are babes. Um, but yeah, I, they should just freeze the customers. If you're listening, go stick your iPad to your fridge. And if it breaks, I will not compensate you in any way, shape or form. So yeah. But think of all the possibilities you could have. Oh, amazing. You could literally, at an awkward angle, do something that you could have done in the safety of your living room anyway. Or arguably, instead, you could stick it on the outside. You'd be able to know when your food was going out of date without opening the door. And there's no Taptic engine in these, so it won't vibrate itself off of the fridge when you get the notification to say your sausages have expired. Exactly, and there's no headphone jack, so you don't need to worry about any headphones you may have accidentally left plugged in while it's on the side of this fridge pulling it off. So when you open the fridge to get your marzipan dip out for your blush gold arm chips and when you're a little peckish you're not going to damage your iPad no but in, in all seriousness unless you're a YouTuber who makes a lot of money from these clickbaity views then then do it but if you're not one of those people you are an idiot if please you don't. go sticking your iPad to a fridge do not do it please don't do that do not do that <laughs> like I worry for anyone who thinks that's a good idea I just I can I'm waiting till the day till someone walks in and says that that's exactly what they've done I stuck my iPad to the fridge and now it is broken. And it's Apple's fault for not making the magnet strong enough? They should honour it under warranty. They should honour it under warranty because it's a fault because the magnets don't work. (laughs) There are 102 (laughs) in there. I expect it to stick to my fridge. (laughs) Uh, Maybe it's Hotpoint's fault. Who knows? That's it, yeah. Or unless you have a Samsung fridge, that's that's. Oh, oh could you imagine? It's not compatible. It's not Samsung compatible. build their fridges just so that the iPad Pro can't stick to it. They only accept anything up to 101 magnets per device. 102 is not compatible. Yeah, 102 bit uh, iPad Pro. Because why not? But it's got a headphone jack. Don't worry. <laughs> What, the Samsung I fridge? bet their fridges have headphone jacks. I bet they have headphone jacks somewhere. Or, yeah, maybe. If you have a Samsung fridge, can you write in, um, email me at jack at blueinkcode.com. I want to know if your fridge has a headphone jack. If it does, you'll get featured on the show, but you'll need to provide photographic evidence. Uh, and yep. I'll only accept the photo if there's a picture of your pet in it as well. Uh, and if you can't find one, check the underside. Yes, flip it over. But make sure your iPad's not still attached, because then you'll break the screen. Yeah, take that off first. Take it off. Okay, that was a... um. Well, I think that's Google Nightsight covered. That's Google Nightsight <laughs> yeah. covered, everybody. This is what happens when we stop talking about Apple. <laughs> we get lost Talk about down Samsung the rabbit fridges hole. and their headphone jacks. I bet they have goddamn headphone jacks. Probably. Okay, cool. Um... 
topic number four. This is a fun one. I, I only left it in there because we both really like this product, but people probably didn't even notice this. Um, how long ago was that? That was a while ago again, was it not? Um, November 14th, 2018. 14th of November. That wasn't that long ago, actually. Apple released a new version of its Apple Watch magnetic charging dock. Uh, it has a new model number of MU9F2AM-A, replacing the previous version, which had a model number of MLDW2AM-A. And no one knows what the difference is. I would just like to point out the first comment in this in this Mac Rumors article is, where is air power? <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed to talk about air power. We agreed. Uh, we are not them. Cool. Um, okay. What, 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 what is this? Why? It's, I'm not sure, to be honest. I must admit, I'm a bit miffed because I didn't buy mine that much beforehand. Um, <laughs> I honestly, th- when you bought that, I forgot you didn't have one because I got mine Christmas 2015. I've had this God, thing ages. That's so long that's ago. Eight, that's a lifetime ago. Genuinely. That is a, that's two, that's almost three product life cycles as far as iPhones go. Mm, the 6S was the latest iPhone. It had just come out. Wow. I mean, to be fair, yep. to be fair, if they hadn't have updated it, it would have become a thing. I mean, how many days did the Mac Mini go without an update? How many days did the, oh. wa- do- <laughs> the Watch Dock go without an update? P- some people forget. Like Some of the comments are saying, I forgot this even existed. Because it turns out, people really don't like this product. I now, really like it. both of us, I love it. It's, I it's love so nice. it. I don't care if it costs $79. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love docking my watch. Totally. Totally. Did great. And it sounds a bit weird when you say it like that, but it's just really cool. That might be the episode title. <laughs> I love docking my watch. I love docking my watch. Um, oh, I, d- I don't know. Um, Obviously, there was that change from the Series 2 to the Series 3 watches, where if you put a Series 3 watch on a Qi charger, sometimes it would work. But if you put a Series 2 watch on a Qi charger, it would never work. Um, Maybe something really subtle about the watch charging has changed and they want to make it work better with this dock for some reason. I, I don't know. I think one of the comments basically points out is surely the backs of the Series 4 are ever so slightly different. And it's probably just that. Also true. I'm actually looking at my watch dock right now because it's in front of me. And I have my Series 4 on my wrist and my Series 2 in my drawer. So let me test this out live. Oh, this is a live test this is in the field. Test. Quality reporting yep. by uh, Lex Armchips. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm just taking both the straps off of my of my two watches. Give me a second. It's going to be completely uh, unbiased with no no straps. I'm I'm enjoying this. This is like um hands on. All right, let's see. Series two going on. This is a Blue Ink Show exclusive, everyone. It is actually. Yeah, this is. I feel like a, a field reporter. I'm a journalist. Is Holly still with you? She is. Yeah. Is she enjoying this? Um, I think she, yeah, she's got headphones in, listening to whatever she's listening to. Either Marilyn Manson or Lady Gaga, one or the other. Wow. 
diverse. Yeah, I know. Okay, let's see. Mm. All I can think is now I'm actually looking at the back. I have them side by side. And the series, the, the um, heart rate monitor on the back of the series four is definitely more um, convex than the one on the back of the series two. There's definitely more of a dome to it. Uh, now, if I place them both on the dock, the series two definitely has less play. It moves less. Um, than the Series 4. The Series 4 doesn't quite feel as solid. Now, it's not something I've ever noticed before now, and now it's going to bug me forever, um, but I, it's not something that you would notice unless you had, unless you're doing exactly what I'm doing right now. But yes, <laughs> I'd imagine that is probably the reason. I quite like how, with this watch design change, is everything is sort of backwards compatible or forwards compatible, but they are leading with Series 4, which makes sense, but it's not a given that they've gone that way. Like, all the watch straps say designed for Series 4 works with any Apple Watch. Um, they're updating, if this is the case, they're updating the charger for it as well. It's just, yeah, they didn't have to, but at least at least they have. Yeah, looking at it now, I'm, I'm convinced that what it is, uh, the Series 4 does definitely not feel quite as planted, so to speak. Um, it's really minimal, and it's never gonna, I'm never going to notice it again, but it is definitely the case. I actually can't believe what I'm reading. There is a comment. I'm going to name and shame. Um, <laughs> R-Moliv. R-M-O-L-I-V. His comment, or her, basically says, they didn't disclose the reason, and you won't care to ask them? Question mark. I bought mine just a week ago. They should have let customers know in advance ridiculous like wow people come on except <laughs> do you know what if the apple store custom uh employees sorry knew <laughs> knew that products were going to change like this the world would i'm convinced the world would be a different place and i love the fact that the article literally talks about the fact that they they cannot discern a difference and this person is getting that worked up like people just expect everything worked up about the difference that he doesn't know what it is this is hilarious people are way too entitled these days like wow it's a watchdog why would anyone have let you know in advance no one knew it was coming in advance yeah actually i must admit i'm playing with both the watches now and i'm convinced this is what it's for it's actually quite annoying now I've noticed it. <laughs> well, we need to get our hands on a new one. We do. I'm not going to pay again for another one. Uh, you've had yours three years. I think it's about time. No, because air power's coming out in the next 30 days, Lex. Oh, maybe I, I can just exchange it. Hmm. <laughs> just take it back? Yeah, it's 40. And it's <laughs> my, 40. My, my watch doesn't sit properly on it. I'm reading another comment that's like, I never understood the purpose of this dog. It's basically a $79 pillow for your Apple Watch. Correct. I'd pay a lot more than $79 for a pillow, personally. Someone said I didn't even know the first one existed. Um, Not surprising. Let's see. These comments are fun. Oh, um, I enjoy the levitating GIF. Have you seen that? Yes, I saw that. We'll put that in the show notes. It's a good, it's a good GIF. Definitely. Probably. Definitely. Let me uh, let me grab a link to this. Um, because <laughs> that's brilliant. Diet Snapple in the background. I don't know what that is, but it. 
Uh, probably nothing major. Just added the ability to levitate or something. <laughs> cool. Right. Let's move on to topic number five. Actually, please. I would just like to note. I've just scrolled down and I'm reading another comment. Um, Go for no it. No conspiracy theories here. The old version wasn't fully compatible with the S4. The changing, the charging tone would chime every few times or so when charging my Series 4 with the stainless steel band. Not sure if it was positioning or something more, but glad they released a new version. So apparently this dude's attributing it to the charging time chime. Um, well, I can't say I've experienced that. Me neither. <laughs> I think that dock was just faulty. But apparently, this is all over the Apple Watch forum, and Mac rumors tends to ignore everything but the biggest of Apple Watch news. Oh, are, are, are like, diehard Apple Watch users really pissed off with the way Mac rumors operate? <laughs> I didn't know there was such unrest down there, like... Hmm... Okay, sorry, moving on. I think we've spent enough time talking about a dock that we don't really know what the difference is. Yeah, that's a completely useless news topic, but, was, you know. <laughs> we did get some live <laughs> demo, which is good. Lex went out into the field. I did. I didn't actually get out of my chair, but... Na 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 It was still more than I've done. That's true. All I've done is try and figure out a hacky way to charge my vape off my iPad. <laughs> it's not really a hacky way it's just getting a USB to micro USB cable and an adapter and putting it in an adapter yep but still it's not as hacky as when I connected my snowball up to my old iPad <laughs> I was talking about this the other day <laughs> it's the best thing I've ever seen a 30 it was a 30 pin to camera lightning. connector kit I bought oh, yes, in 2010 yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with the original iPad so I put the 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 USB cable from the snowball into the, the USB port on the camera connector kit. I put the 30-pin end of the camera connector kit into a lightning to 30-pin adapter and then put the lightning connector into my, my old iPad Pro, and it worked. It worked. I actually used this the other day when uh, Mark asked me at work whether a camera adapter would work for a microphone. I was like, boy, does it. Oh, boy, it does. Okay. Um, let's go on to topic number five, which is like something out of last Boy. week's episode. This is um, this is fan service. That's what this is. Um, the iPhone XR is doing well. Oh, imagine that's that. the headline here. New iPhone doing oh, well. A colourful, good value iPhone is doing well. So this is brilliant. Basically, there have been lots of rumours recently about Apple having to cut production of the iPhone XR because it isn't selling very well. Every and year. This is, Every this is the bit that I love. Year. Does this ring a bell, Lex? And, uh, <laughs> this is the best thing, right? They are rumoured to be bringing back iPhone X production in light of the bad XR sales because the iPhone X sold so well last year. <laughs> I actually cannot believe this <laughs> But this is this oh, is the thing. Those rumors have been going on for a couple of weeks, and then Apple um, basically spoke out and said that since the iPhone XR had launched in October, it had been the best-selling iPhone every 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 day since it was first launched. Does this ring a bell at all? Because I'm fairly sure they said that last year about the iPhone X when people were doubting it. They did, and indeed. this is the real kicker. This is the best bit. Last year, Apple were having to justify their high-end 
thousand pound phone saying, no guys, <laughs> stop making shit up, it is selling. And this year, they're having to persuade people, yeah, that the cheaper iPhone is selling. Has the world gone mad? I just... All of this just really brings me back to something, or what was it, that I was reading um, before the iPhone ten came out, that the $1,000 phone will never catch on. <laughs> people have already accepted that you spend the $1,000 on a phone or it's rubbish. I mean, what was it? The most popular config of the 10s Max at launch was 14.49. Oh, yeah, it was the 5.12. What? Like, what on earth? <laughs> they they pushed it from, like, what, 850 the year before, up an extra 150 to 1,000. They then went up by 500 pounds, an extra 50% value, and people are still going for it. It's crazy, and so much so that people think Apple are lying when they say the cheap phone is doing well. Like, I just don't understand. Mm. It's kind of like my point I was bringing up the other day, and it is, I think it's in one of our, yeah, it's in one of our not-so-time-sensitive topics. It's completely unrelated, but it's a point we can use. But I was talking to a customer the other day about the, this customer basically need, the, the needs he described to me the 9.7-inch iPad, the 319, was perfect. Like, that's all he needed. He was browsing the web, checking emails, things like that. He asked me what does the Pro do, and I basically explained the use case for an iPad Pro, seeing as they start at 769 now. And he just couldn't understand that I was recommending a cheaper, arguably inferior product based on his needs. And he was... It was hard to convince him to buy this cheaper product. And like, uh, fine by me, spend more, but I'm trying to save you the 420 odd pound that you don't need to spend. And people can't seem to understand that one company would release two products at completely different price points, but both being great depending on the customer. Like I was talking to my godfather last night who's just got a 10R and some of his friends, I was talking with him around them. And I was basically saying, look, I can't recommend the 10s to anyone that I that doesn't already have one except you, Lex. Um, because <laughs> pretty much everyone who should buy a 10s probably already has one. Anyone else, they should be getting the 10R. And I think it's baffling that the world's got to a point where if it's not the most expensive, it can't be good. And uh, yeah, mental. Yeah, I think uh, kind of... I mean, obviously, you've you've also we'll we'll talk about this again when we get to our when we get to January and we have nothing else to talk about um, apart from AirPal, obviously. Um, it, it's kind of you just this this fit for purpose thing. People aren't really used to it, and I think a lot of it is it, it, is down to is down to Mr. Jobs. Like, if you look at his product lineup, there wasn't much of a product lineup. You know, it was very uncluttered and now we're in this point with apple that isn't really the case anymore there is a lot can be anyway a lot of options um i mean look at mac notebooks there's too many options right now um and kind of the same with ipads uh not to the same extent but again i mean there's still still 10.5 around for some reason um and yeah it's just again there is there is this pro lineup and the not pro lineup and the problem with over the last 10 years especially kind of going towards Macs is that everyone has bought a MacBook Pro 
MacBook Airs are you know, still very popular, you see them everywhere and people love them, but if you see a MacBook, most of the time they've been MacBook Pros. When you don't need it, you would have been totally fine with a MacBook Air. Um, and this happened today you, with another customer you were talking to about um, what was using it for PowerPoints, and he wanted a MacBook yes. Pro, a 1749 MacBook Pro, a quad core. And I told him, and I told him he didn't need it, and the, I recommended the MacBook Air, and the look of disgust on his face, <laughs> I was like, "No, what? What has happened? People are so." <laughs> Exactly, he was just using it for PowerPoint. And his biggest concern was he wanted it to be light enough to take everywhere. And he wouldn't take my advice and get a MacBook Air. I just, no. I mean, people are, this is why, this is really hitting on that that topic we've got later on in the not so time sensitive. But people are constantly complaining that Apple's prices are going up and up and up. And it isn't fair to outprice everyone. The £319 iPad is the best value iPad they've ever made, and it's a steal. Spot on. And the iPhone 7 now costs £449. Apple have, sure, the iPads and the Macs are getting more expensive than ever at the top end. They've also gone back and made a category that most people can afford. But people are so set on, I guess the mentality is having the best, which is fair enough, but people need to step back and ask what is the best for me. And people are ignoring that and just saying, I need that one that costs two grand and Apple should make it cheap because I can't afford it. I think, okay? yeah. But there's yeah. there's a product that's perfect for you at an affordable, good value price. Because quite frankly, a lot of the top-end Apple stuff is significantly overpriced. It can be, totally. I mean, you talk about RAM upgrades for some of the, if you start talking about CTOing some stuff. Um, like on the Mac Mini, a customer today was talking to me that he would rather get base RAM. And obviously on these new Mac Minis, you can add it yourself, just about, with some work. Um, and just If you to, want to gut your new computer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What I want to do, the first thing I do is just rip it open. Um, each to their own. He would save himself a lot of money because that they charge a lot for that extra RAM. Um, more than it's worth. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, it's just a symptom of that. But I think this whole thing is down to two reasons. Obviously, rampant consumerism to begin with. um, And obviously the fact that Apple have always made the best stuff, pretty much. If you think of their products throughout the year, they've always been the premium. And now we're starting to see that they are making an affordable, quote-unquote, budget version as well. Which, on the grand scheme of things, does many, many, many of the things that the expensive stuff does. You know, if you want to use your emails, browse your emails, and watch some Netflix, even plug a display in there and power an external one, you can do all of those things with a standard iPad. Um, And you can even draw on it with an Apple Pencil. Not the new one, but you can still do all of that as well. Um, So for most people, it's more than adequate, but everyone wants the new shiny stuff. And it's almost a symptom of, A, the consumerism, and Apple's success they're a victim of their own success arguably not a victim because they're making even more money out of it but still it's this mindset that people have got into over the last five to ten years so yeah the iphone 10r is selling well and i'm not surprised i i do think it will outsell the 10s um i think the 10s rush is over um this is kind of what should have happened last year with the 8 and the 10 but people wanted the 10 which again is people wanting the shiny thing yep 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 
Totally. But I think I think a lot of people who didn't upgrade that last year because they were under this weird idea that the ten was bad because that was that that was very much a thing amongst people who know nothing. Um, <laughs> Which unfortunately is quite a few people. So they uh, they all rushed to get the ten R, and I think that contributes to this quite a bit. Cool. Anything else to add on that? Uh, no, I don't think so. Don't think so. Other than obviously Apple's doomed. Apple is doomed. Let's not forget that. Apple is doomed. Yep. I can't wait to buy a surplus of ARM chips and just munch on them. <laughs> I can't wait till Apple goes under. I can buy a MacBook, shove an ARM chip in there and make money. ARM chips. Let's go on to some interesting news. Um, Microsoft has passed Apple to become the most valuable United States company. Uh, let's get some details up, some stats, yeah. uh, before we just talk some nonsense. Because earlier this year, Apple became the first company in the world to have a market cap of $1 trillion, I believe. Um, yep, and they lost that status in November, and it steadily declined because people think uh, that iPhones are are not selling well because once again Apple is doomed. Um, See, this is what this is what the narrative around Apple is. But anyway, um, now Microsoft's doing really well for some reason. Not sure why they announced a bunch of new surfaces. Yeah, no. um, I was reading this and I've lost it. Where is it? It's their new Amazon Web Services, essentially. Their competitor. Oh, is it all? Basically, right. It okay. seems like all of their growth. Obviously, you know, Surface is doing well for what it is. Obviously, it's not breaking the bank, but um, it seems like it's all. I can't remember their name for it. Oh, I've forgotten it. I was reading it the other day. Um, basically, it's all it's all their services led. I can't remember what it was called. Hold on, let me find it. Um, that that's essentially what's leading the leading the uh, the charge here, which makes sense. That's valued really well, and they're doing well with it. Um, kind of obviously as well as Amazon doing with their AWS stuff. Um, and I remember you saying that you can, well, this is ages ago, you were spousing about how you can see Google disappearing from the hardware market over the next 10 mm-hmm. years and just becoming a purely service-based company. Um, yep. This is, seems to be the kind of thing that Microsoft's going for. Obviously, they're not saying they're abandoning their hardware at all, but um, let me hold on, let me see if I can find the name of this. It's bugging me. Uh, this 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 growth is all, is all led on that rather than anything consumer facing put it that way interesting i think this may be a, it's maybe this is why the share price has gone up is because microsoft's future is more stable now because even if their products do die to nothing they've got they've got this and this is my this is my point with google i feel like as soon as something better than android comes along something open source and better comes along android will be just dropped by everyone uh, there's nothing tying people to Android other than it's the best open source mobile operating system. Um, the hardware at the moment is pretty good, but it it's not a given. I mean, iOS and Apple devices, there's, all, there's always going to be a kind of customer that wants an Apple device. They trap you in the ecosystem as well, whereas Google is all about not trapping you. Um, but Google is a search engine and their software and their artificial intelligence, that's not going anywhere. I think Google could very much within 10 years become less of a consumer company and you'll buy other products that are powered by Google, um, which to, I guess arguably that's what Android is, but Android is very much a, a consumer product in itself. Um, and yeah, Microsoft have now got this in the bank, but I think Microsoft are very much on a resurgence and Microsoft have a massive, massive, unfathomable market share 
and they can and they've decided to take everyone into the direction an apple like direction with windows 10 running on arm chips and uh the hardware getting a lot sleeker and own branded and it's a tried and tested and proven good way of making sales and the thing is with microsoft is their users are there whether they like it or not they can kind of take them on take them along for the ride and i think microsoft's future is far more certain and stable than it has been in a long time um whereas a company like google i don't think their future is very stable at all azure mm, for sure that's what it's called i said azure the name Oh, I thought you said as a user. Sorry, what's it called? <laughs> Azure, A-Z-U-R-E. It's their um, cloud computing unit. Uh, oh, okay, cool. Yep, yep. Um, apparently they're doing really well with that. Uh, it's interesting. It's interesting how much of a hit Apple can take uh, in regards to one potentially false report. Well, I mean, what really concerned investors was they decided to um, stop explicitly giving out figures for iPhone sales, which is not something any other smartphone manufacturer really does anymore. No. Apple have always just been weird the way they do it. And the reason they're going to stop doing it is because they are selling less of them, hence why the price is going up to keep the ASP up. Yep. Um, but, and they justify that ASP, sorry, that price increase by using materials like stainless steel and OLED displays. And this is how it works. But uh, investors took that as a as a warning sign and decided to uh, bail and that's obviously uh, dropped the price of Apple shares and hence dropped the value of Apple and Microsoft on the other hand have done this and that's given investors confidence and boom look what happens yeah yeah definitely um, I've got some numbers here actually about uh, go for it I don't. Azure and AWS um, so although Azure is you know, it doesn't have the same clout that AWS does. They are definitely the market leader. Um, the growth, although it's been slow over the last few years, was up 76% annually year on year. Um, so, yeah, Azure is doing well for them. Interestingly enough, though, um, Microsoft's shares still have still dropped. They're down 8% from their September close. Um, they just haven't dropped as much as Apple's have, um, which is down 24%, uh, which is a lot. Um, <clears throat> interesting <laughs> yeah so they both dropped interestingly enough just Apple quite a bit more um, so it's not arguably not really a win for Microsoft just less of a loss for sure yeah I mean I, these things flip flop around all the time they do it's it's definitely not a bad necessarily a bad sign for Apple and it's not necessarily a permanently good sign for Microsoft it's, it's a game and the game doesn't stop totally totally. Um, but it is very interesting that something and it also just sort of enforces how like look half the web is like based on AWS AWS powers iCloud it's, there's a lot of content on the AWS and if Microsoft have released a competitor that clearly people have confidence in and the web is only moving more and more like server side then wow um the only sort of argument against this is the idea of a decentralized internet uh which is what people seem to be pushing for but then companies like amazon and microsoft now they seem obviously it's not in their interest for that um so it's sort of a monopoly that's blocking that yeah they have a microsoft especially have a massive control over the internet um so it is definitely within their best interest to keep it going where it's going um and at the end of the day, the Microsoft's p 
power is that the world, for now, as I've said before, will forever run on Windows. They have this amazingly large consumer base right at their fingertips. They just need to make that work for them. Way bigger than iPhone, way bigger than anything that Apple have done doing. Microsoft have a lot more customers. Um, they just need to capitalize that almost. I mean, obviously, I'm not in the place to be giving a multi-hundred billion dollar company uh, business advice. But, you know, if they can do that, then, you know, their future is sound. Yeah, I think this is this is cool. Microsoft, I've always had a soft spot for Microsoft. They make my favorite game and console. They, they, I, yeah, that's it. Um, no, <laughs> I started my interest in tech on Windows Vista, as we were literally talking about last night. In fact, it was probably, it was Windows XP, but my first personal device was Vista. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't have, I have a lot of things against Google um, and the way they operate, but I also can appreciate things like the Pixel hardware and Nightsight and things like Google Duplex. I'm, I'm very much into Google. I've owned Android devices. I've, I find them fascinating, but I have a lot of problems with the way they do things. Microsoft, every time they make a screw up, I sort of go, oh, bless them. Um, Apple, I get angry at them. Google, I laugh at them. But Microsoft, I go, oh. <laughs> we expect more from Apple, I guess. Yeah, we expect yeah. more from Apple. Google is kind of like, ha. Um, and then Microsoft is like, oh, poor babies. Anyway, yeah, I don't want Microsoft to go under. So anything that's no. good like this, then it's great. It's great. Um, not a field that Apple seems to be getting involved in anytime soon. But yeah, it's it's worth noting. Yeah. Apple certainly seem a more consumer-facing company than either of Amazon or Google or Microsoft. And they don't have as much behind the scenes, which is fine. That's never where they went. And there's no point in them going there because obviously, as we can see here, AWS, as you were saying, half the web's built on it. And what there isn't there, Azure and Microsoft seem to be picking up the pieces anyway. There's no money in it for them. Exactly. Cool. Right. I think that's a good point to end. We got a lot covered and uh, we've still got a couple of topics for next time. We do indeed. Perfect. Awesome. Um, yeah. Is there anything you'd like to add? Lex McCohen? Is that it? Yeah. Something like that. Hey, I got it. Lex McCarm chip. Lex McCarm chip. Yeah. That's it. Um, I like my Max and arms. Brilliant. Brilliant. You like your Max and arms. <laughs> we will see you in two... <laughs> We will see you again in two weeks. Thank you very much for listening. Um, you can find me at www.blueinkcode.com and on Instagram as ajacktaylor. Lex, can anyone find you anywhere, Lex? Not yet. Have you got the handle armchips on Instagram yet? Oh, I should do that. I am going to do that. Armchips of Instagram. That's a good <laughs> idea. It. Yeah. Do it. Cool. We will see you in two weeks. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.